Hello, my name is Morgan, and welcome to Graveyard Shift, the podcast that I make talking about classical music when I can't sleep. So we've talked about romantic music, we've talked about classical music, hell, we've even talked about jazz music, but we haven't talked about one big era in Western music literature yet, and that's the Baroque period. This is kind of for a reason. I don't like most of the Baroque music, but I feel like a classical music podcast would not be complete without it. So I spent the last week looking over different Baroque playlists and at different Baroque artists, and I found I really like Handel. And so we're going to talk about his piece called The Messiah, which is actually a collection of choral music, which is something I haven't yet done on the show. So Handel was born in 1685 and died in 1759, which makes him pretty solidly Baroque. That year he was born, 1685, is actually the same year Bach was born. So it's it's pretty similar music, but Bach was German and re- remained German all his life. Handel emigrated to London, where he eventually became a naturalized British citizen. Before going to London, Handel bounced around Europe a little bit. He spent some time in Italy. Um, But he had little formal education on music. Like, he was taught how to play instruments at birth, but not a lot about composition until he just learned it from experience. A lot of us are pretty familiar with the concept of an opera. Uh, Handel wrote some operas before he moved to London, where he found more success in writing oratorios, which is what the Messiah is. And it's kind of a mix between an opera and just a choir concert, because oratorios tell a kind of story, and there's some spoken word in there depending on the composer and the genre and the time period. So, Baroque music. What is Baroque? Baroque is what came after Renaissance music and lasted until about the the mid-1700s where it started to develop into classical music. But there's a couple characteristics of Baroque music that are good to listen for. Um, one common one is that throughout a whole section or piece of music, there's only one mood. So unlike the Romantic era, where you can have vast shifts in mood and texture, this is a lot more precise and flat. Baroque music also uses vocal sounds a lot differently than classical or romantic or any later genres. Uh, it It's just kind of elaborate speech. Um, a lot of vocal patterns follow natural speech rhythm, and it sounds weird to us. The way they sing sounds weird to us, but it's because it's blending that natural speech rhythm with music and using the voice as an instrument so they're like in uh especially romantic in later periods 
we use voice as an instrument, essentially. But this is a precursor to that. This is them figuring out that the voice is just an instrument that we're all built with. And they're still taking speech into music. And it's kind of that transition point. So it does sound weird to us because we aren't used to hearing it that way. But it's just a hallmark of the Baroque style. So while Handel wrote a lot of secular pieces, Messiah is not one of them. Um, It tells some biblical stories in the story of Jesus uh, using text from the King James Bible in English, which is great because I enjoy listening to old music in my native language. The whole of the Messiah, which is like 50 or more uh, little sections, I think, was only composed in 24 days, which is pretty common for musicians in that time period to kind of have a time crunch to get everything together. But still, that's incredible. Um, Handel continued to edit the Han- the Messiah, excuse me, um, nearly until his death after he went blind when he was older. And it's likely that the way he intended it to be performed was never performed in his lifetime. But now that there was a revival of Baroque music in the late 1900s, um, we can enjoy the closest he intended to get the Messiah to what he imagined. The excerpt in particular that I'm going to be playing for you is probably the most famous thing Not only from Messiah, not only from Handel, but probably from the Baroque period. It's used in a lot of pop uh, pop culture. A lot of advertisements use it. You'll probably recognize it when you hear it. And it's commonly known as the Hallelujah Chorus. So the Hallelujah Chorus is written for an SATV choir, which is soprano, alto, tenor, bass, which is a standard choir. And then we have a standard orchestra accompaniment which is just like timpani, trumpet, oboes, flute. It's not terribly elaborate. It has a short introduction at the beginning, which is just the strings having the main theme. And then we have the the whole choir, the whole chorus having the main theme. And it's homophonic in the beginning, which if you take about homo, meaning same, and then phonic, meaning sound, it's same sound. So they're producing the same... Uh, pitches. They're all together, which is really easy to play. And towards the end, it gets more polyphonic, so many sounds. And different melodies at the same time are introduced, so that it gets more interesting towards the end. And at the end, there's like a big finish. It slows down, and we repeat this, the home chords of the piece. And it's a very satisfying ending, as is usual with Baroque. A lot of the times, the lines are imitative, too. So they'll do the same thing back and forth, and the different textures, like the orchestra versus the choir, is what makes it interesting to listen to. With Handel's operatic background, he really had a flair for the dramatic, and so not only does he use textures to create interests, he also used different dynamic levels, which has a bigger experience when you're like in the auditorium, just listening to it. It's not as strong, but remember this was music meant to be performed live because they didn't have recording devices in the 1600s. So things to listen for. Listen for the different textures. Listen to 
the strings in the orchestra versus the choir. And a lot of the woodwind instruments, so like the clarinets, the flute, the oboe, etc., um, mimic, not mimic, they play with the choir. They play at the same time, the same music. So it's a different sound than what just a, a, a basic choir would be. Another thing is that Handel has a lot of really interesting melodies. They're very different from what we're used to. Our melodies, especially in like pop music, are usually repetitive or stepwise, but his are all over the place. And again, they're in English, which I assume you speak because you're listening to this in English. So listen to the words he's using and what he's trying to say and how he brings the music into that. And lastly, just listen to the mood. Remember, this is a religious oratorio, and this is about Jesus Christ, like, living forever, and thank God, like, he's, he's like, the perfect human, and he saved us all. So listen to how that comes across. What makes it triumphant? What makes it majestic and just cool to listen to? And it's okay to have different opinions about this. There's no really right answer. So here is the Hallelujah Chorus performed by the English Concert and Choir. <laughs> 